Stevie Callista is a soul blueprint alchemist. This means that she uses astrological wisdom to empower conscious women to align their unique soul blueprint, live on purpose without meaningless self-judgments, inauthenticity, or conformity to the social rules. It is her passion to help others understand why we are here in this lifetime. Her goal is to break down astrology and give practical tools to help guide you on your spiritual journey. She has been studying and working with astrology for the past decade. So let's dive right on in to Astrology with Stevie. Hey, it's HPG. This is the podcast, Living My Breastless Life, the show where we hear about my journey to heal while battling cancer, being a wife, a toddler mom. We're going to cover all things real life. We learn what it really means to heal, no matter what we go through. In season one, you will hear some of my story, along with episodes featuring my occasional co-host, Martha, and some badass guests. There will be humor, life hacks, tips and tricks, and further proof that truth can be stranger than fiction. So you read my birth chart back in December of 2021. What is a birth chart? For folks who don't know, when we talk about like my birth chart or my birth chart reading, what is like a 101 to a birth chart? I love this question. Um, So essentially, everyone has like a blueprint. And the birth chart is really like your soul's blueprint of where you where you were and where you are heading in this lifetime and all the different aspects of yourself. And it's like a snapshot of the sky the minute you were born. So whatever constellation was at the horizon, that moment you were born will end up being your rising sign and everything else in your chart um, follows after that constellation. So <clears throat> essentially it's where each planet was living that moment in the sky, that moment you were born. Um, And it makes up like who you are. I love that. That makes my soul happy because I think about the questions that you asked prior to my reading, and that was the city and state that I was born and the time of day that I was born. And based on those three pieces of information, you, you you were able to create HPG's map. I just think that's awesome. And like, what got me interested in astrology and still a beginner, but what got me so interested in it was like, I went on this journey to figure out like, who am I? I had turned 40, had a baby at 40. Well, (laughs) I did all that at the same time, (laughs) but we had a baby. She was brought home on my 40th birthday. And I went on like this healing journey in April of 2021. When you talk about like like the blueprint, that was kind of what led, like I want to know who I am from like an astrological standpoint. Like I did the ancestry stuff, like the DNA kits. I did a lot of things 
in the start of like figuring out who am I, um, starting in April of 2021. And then I got diagnosed with cancer in July of that year. And I was like, you know, I'm going to keep on that journey. And I'm going to keep figuring this out because no matter what happens, these are things that I want to know. And you did my reading, I think it was an hour. And I remember you saying at the start of our conversation about my birth chart that you do evolutionary astrology. Can you tell me a little bit more about what evolutionary astrology? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So there's lots of different types of astrology that people study and practice. Um, Evolutionary astrology is really steeped in the idea that we've had past lifetimes and past incarnations. And we have, you know, wounds and stuckness in those past lifetimes and things to work through. And so evolutionary astrology is definitely something that is steeped in the idea that we are, we come from a place, we come, we have like these gifts that we've kind of mastered Um, and these lifetimes that we've worked through and we've, you know, we've done certain things and we kind of carry on that energy into this lifetime. And then there's something in this lifetime that we're really here working towards. And it's like our North, it's like our South and North Poles, essentially, is how evolutionary astrologers look at the the chart. And those technically would be called your North and South node. Um, And so it's a huge focus on what did you bring in and where are you going? And how do you find like the middle point between? Because I've found that in my readings, it's not that the South node, or I'm sorry, it's not that the North node, where, where you're headed, is unfamiliar. It's just that you've had trauma there. Um, from past lifetimes, like, you know, death or loss or ridicule or shame, you know, these really hard things that we bring in. Um, and we're really meant to to remember who we are there. Not really, like, it's not an unknown place. It's a place you, you also have mastered. It's just that there's, like, trouble there to work through, you know? Um, so evolutionary astrology is is definitely a focus on understanding the really big picture of a soul like and in my my sessions I definitely like to focus on well you know I see a lifetime where you you were a witch and you were killed for being a witch so you brought this like trauma in and you're here to work through it in a different kind of way um and so it's a really big picture look on your soul's evolution yeah I love when you and I were talking and the reading when you were like, this is what your soul's here to do, was to heal you. And that felt like physically so true to me. Like that went through me. And I listened to it a couple times in 2021. And then in 2022, and most recently listened to our recording in January. And some of the things that you and I talked about really just blew my mind. I was like, wow, you know, it's so nice to go back and listen. Like, it's cool in the here and now to hear it. But the gift that I think was given was like, huh, this is like really interesting, like to reflect on. And when 
You were talking about like going toward the north node, but like when you're going toward the north node, like toward the future, when it says it might feel familiar. But the north node, your soul feels most alive when you're in the north node's energy, when you're not stuck in the south node. Like if you get too stuck in the past, which is your past lifetimes and where it's comfortable, um, you're you're gonna be like, this is not fulfilling. This isn't what I'm here to do. And so your soul will push you towards the north node, even though sometimes it can be a kind of, you know, scarier place to be. Or but you actually feel most alive and most aligned in the north node, or at least finding the middle point between the two. Yeah. So when folks are more aligned. What would they experience? Like you hear of alignment, like physical alignment. When you said trauma earlier, I would love to touch on that in this interview because, you know, I was a social worker for 20 years and I have seen my fair share of unhealed trauma and have some of my own. The question is like when you go to toward your north node and how do do you feel aligned? How do you know that you're aligned? That's such a good question. I love this question. <laughs> um, you're going to feel excited, maybe a little nervous. Um, maybe you're pushing your limits, but in a way that feels like authentic, like this feels like true for me. Um, you're also going to feel like you're healing yourself because you're remembering that you already had this thing, you know? Um, and so when you're when you're more aligned, you the south node you bring your gifts with you you bring your familiar places with you so you carry them in your backpack and you own your gifts like yeah i'm really good at this thing this is like um just for example my my south node's in capricorn and so i'm always carrying capricorn energy and i'm trying to run away from it sometimes because it feels like stifling because i get stuck in capricorn um but then once i realize like okay well i'm I'm really good at the Capricorn stuff. And I'm meant to like honor that I'm good at that South Node stuff, but I'm not meant to like allow it to take over, you know, and get really stuck and be like too much work, too much doing, too much building. And I'm meant to do Cancer, which is like, how do you integrate and find the middle of Capricorn and Cancer would be like feminine doing, you know, or honoring your feelings while you're doing or balancing home and work life. So you're trying to find the middle. And when you find the middle, and this is, I just want to say, like, it's like um, when we say we're trying to find balance and harmony and peace, like it's a journey. It's not, we never actually arrive because we're, you know, as humans, we're, we're always striving to like find balance, but it's never like, oh, I found it and I got it forever. You know, you like waffle back and <laughs> so, um, and certain seasons are going to bring different things out in you depending on your astrology. But finding the middle is definitely going to feel like you're going to feel more balanced and more fulfilled and more excited. Um, and then you're going to be owning your gifts and kind of pushing yourself towards what scares you. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Because it sounds like to me, like I always talk about like, like you have a knowing or an intuition And like, it sounds like when you're going back or going toward the south, that isn't a particular sign, right? And maybe you're, you might have like heavy emotions of like stress, anxiety, and then going toward the north, you have excitement and maybe a little bit of like healthy nervousness and 
it can feel familiar because you've done it before and you're knowing or your intuition is like, oh, yay, this makes my soul sing. That's awesome. Yeah. And I find too with this south node, you can sometimes just feel bored. Like if you're in a job too long that kind of contains your south node, you'll just feel unfulfilled and just like, this isn't, this isn't what I was lighting me up. I'm just not, you know, I'm good at it. Great. But it's not like that's where when you find the middle, because you can't get away from your south node. It's impossible. And you wouldn't want to anyway, because it's like a big gift that you hold. But your north node really is where you find balance and where you have exploration and things to heal too. Both sides of the nodes are familiar and they're both things to heal in different ways. After I've explored a lot of my past lifetimes, I've realized that that, that it isn't one is not unfamiliar. It's just that there's there's pain in both of them. And one of them feels more familiar and feels safer, which is the South Node. Uh, so do we orient toward what is safest? Which is the pain? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes there's stuff to work through there. I think so. Or sometimes we we distract ourselves with the South Node, depending on what Uh, it is. I know I do with mine. I think that sometimes it's hard to know pleasure without pain. Yeah. And it's hard to... Sometimes you find the pleasure in the pain, which... We don't have to dive in that today, but that was that just really resonated with me when you said that. Like when we go to the toward the south node, or when the south node comes toward us, that's where you could feel some of the pain. That's that's really interesting. So I know you know what we talked about in our reading as it pertains to my soul or blueprint. I know we talked about um, what I'm here to do in this life and, you know, what had been done in past lives. And I found that to be really helpful feedback, information, data for me to reflect on and think about was really like spot on. And it, it, it was really like a good framework. Um, and I find what's interesting when I went back and listened to mine essentially a year later. I was in my car at work. Now, most people, I don't know, I'm only one person. I can only speak to my lived experience. <laughs> but a lot of people would probably carve out time to really, like, focus. But I was very Well, A, I had a lot going on. I had just finished two major surgeries. I was getting ready to start chemo. My daughter was one. But beyond that, I mean, that's (laughs) That's a lot. (laughs) Beyond that, what stuck out to me the most was I was still in such a hustle culture mind frame. Like, I was in the parking lot at work. And, like, I could hear how, like, bam, 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 I was, you know, like, I got to get back to work. I got to do this. I got to do that. You know, da, 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 da. And I have been a social worker for 20 plus years. And one of the things that you and I talked about, I just want to share this because it was so impactful. You didn't know I had been a social worker. You didn't know I was, I mean, I told you I was on my lunch break. But it, I went back in that mindset when I was just listening of how, like, I felt like the fast pace, like, ramping up just in, just listening. So... When I heard that um, in January of 2023, when I played it back, 
I had not remembered that feeling. Like, I could feel it physically come up in my body. And I just find that fascinating. When we talk about, like, how do you feel aligned? I was not in alignment at all. Um, So I think that's an interesting way of, like, the value of learning about these type of things and the value of having it recorded so you can go back and listen and be like, wow, I know where I was then. And this is where I am now, and I feel so much more aligned. I have since then um, left social work and am doing my own thing and focusing on my family. So it's just, I really liked it as a, as a blueprint for like, this is the stamp mark when HPG was born. This is what was going on in the, you know, in the astrological world. But it really just helped me like food for thought gave me a lot more insight about myself, but also gave me like, hmm, this is something to to really think about and tune into. And it was kind of hard to listen to it all the way through because I was like, huh. And, you know, when you are in a contemplative state of change, it can be uncomfortable, yeah. you know, when people think like, oh, we are now balanced. Here we are. I have arrived. Yeah. And we will remain balanced until the end of time. That is not true. I always say, like, I have embarked on this healing journey. And I will probably not leave this this earth as I know it healed. But I will do it trying. So there is some discomfort in healing and starting on these journeys. It's kind of like when... People tell me that they went to therapy once and it didn't work. I'll just leave that there. <laughs> um, so, like, we don't have magic wands, you right. know? Like, you've got to do the work, and the work is hard. And getting to know yourself is hard. And I think that the birth chart reading was, was really helpful. You have to, like, face parts of you you're, you've been shoving away for so long, you know? And obviously, there's reasons why you do mm-hmm. that. Protect yourself and all of that. But I think it's so beautiful what you said about kind of going back and re-listening to an old version of yourself even. I don't feel like we do that enough. I was thinking about that yesterday. Because you always think about how, at least I do, how I can improve and what's wrong and more, you know, I should be doing more. And it's like, I still have this to work on. And it's like, hang on, even look back six months ago. Where were you mentally? Like, what have you gone through? What have you, we don't do that enough, you know? And like, pat yourself on the back for, like you said, continually trying to heal. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Even positive change is hard. Even positive feedback, right? From ourselves, you know, when we look internally, can be hard, but it's worth it. Agree. What got you into doing this type of of work with folks? Um, so I've always kind of been intrigued by astrology, um, and I remember being a teenager and just kind of, you know, learning a little bit about it. I was I was a very strong, uh, very steeped into Christianity when I was. Um, in high school and early college because it's the only thing that was available and I was searching for something greater than me. It was like all I had, you know? Um, And I got, I graduated. I like, I started to do, um, I went to school for digital media. So I'm a computer nerd artist, you know? And then I just kept being like, I want to like, I like the creativity, but I want to like help people and do something really intimate. I love to like analyze people and 
you know, listen to people and reflect back. And this is like a gift that I have. And then I watched, I don't know if you've ever heard of Deborah Silverman. She's an astrologer, pretty well known. She's hilarious. She's really funny. Um, and she had these YouTube videos where she dressed as each sign. And I just kept watching them and laughing. And then I looked into her. And at the time, I was pretty skeptical of astrology. And I was a little bit still in the mindset of, you know, horoscopes and magazines and how astrology's got such a bad, in the past, on purpose, such a bad rap um, for it being so, you're just your sun sign or, you know. Um, but the, then I looked into studying with her and I started studying with her and I was just like every day mind blown, you know, because what you do when you're you first start studying is you look at your own chart and you <laughs> focus on yourself and your family members, you know, and I was just blown away by it. And at the time, I didn't know, but Pluto was on my south node. So I felt this deep in my bones calling to just like go full force, which is very Plutonian, like go jump all the way into this. Um, and at the time I was making jewelry. So, and my husband was very supportive. He's like, go for it, whatever. <laughs> so I just like went all in. Um, and then from that point on was just totally obsessed and started giving free readings and just like anywhere I could, you know, take data. It was amazing. And I quickly realized I'm no longer a skeptic, you know, because it's way more complex than you're a Taurus or you're a Aries or, you know, it's so much more complex than that. Let's take a little break and get right back to the show. Feel free to let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Get in touch by heading over to According to HPG on Instagram and be sure to tell your friends about the show. There was a time when I thought I could record, edit, and publish everything myself. Seeing as this left me very little time for anything else, I started to lose the standard of quality I was used to. Then I found Jay. In less than a day, the show went from so-so to amazing. Don't sacrifice quality for mediocrity. Check out the podcast mechanic and take your sound to the next level. Connect with Jay today at the Podcast Mechanic on Instagram. Let him know HPG sent you. And now, back to the show. Yeah, I think there was a lot of, I'm, I'll be 43 in May speaking of Taurus. And, um, you know, back in the 90s, you know, you would pull out your teen magazine and it would say, like, Taurus. And, you know, they'll tell you, like, your blurb for the day. And there was a lot of, like, skepticism. And I'm also from a pretty, like, evangelistic Christian religion. I'm from a small town in the South. So, like, you know, there's there was a lot. But now, because of the internet and, you know, there are just people out here like you. Like, you can learn some healthy information about spirituality and astrology. And I believe that you can believe in a lot of things at one time and that it's okay. That is just simply my opinion. But I do believe that. And I think for me, I had such like such a deep craving of who am I? 
And I think a lot of people think like, well, I know who I am. And I, I mean, I had a knowing of who I was, but I wanted to know more. I wanted to get really curious about what makes me, me. So what are, what are you up to now? We talked about this recently, but tell the listeners what you're up to these days. So last year, I had this craving to dive deeper with people. So I'd do a session and then I would talk to you and then you were gone. And I didn't, maybe we, maybe we talked again like a year later or something, but I didn't know what happened. And I was starting to get so invested in the people that were coming into my life. So I decided to create a program, a four month long program called the Silt Blueprint Alchemy Program. And it's essentially a one-on-one where we get to go very deep, like one session we talk about your moon. Um, one session we talk about your Mercury Um, and then the whole four months too we're talking about what phase of life are you in right now who's knocking on your door Um, you know if there's eclipses and retrogrades and even new moons and full moons like where do those happen for you Um, and how how can we kind of learn you during the four months so we know what planets are most activating so it's an amazing container the the people that leave the program walk away knowing themselves very very well um, because essentially they know every single aspect and part of them and then they know also how to lean into this current phase of life that they're in so that they can call on the future that they're looking for i'm very passionate about not only like helping people know who they are and like what their soul is here to do but i'm also really interested in how we we can stop you know doing that patriarchal push push so hard towards your goals and you have to work harder and do more and like you were saying this like frantic energy um i want to teach people how to like go into the root cause of what their belief is because our beliefs our identity and our belief will literally create our reality they create our thoughts our emotions and our reality so if we get to the root belief which sometimes is from childhood you know Sometimes you were told you were difficult, and so then you're difficult your whole life, and you're too much your whole life. Or sometimes you were told you're, you know, you have to try harder, and so your whole life you try to prove yourself. And this also comes from past lifetimes. You know, it's not just our parents. We we have these deep-seated subconscious things where we're here to work through. So I wanted to create something where I could help people see their beliefs, and then when we could, if we were aware of our beliefs, then we could become aware of our thoughts and emotions. And from that place, we could manifest. So it, you end up creating your future, not from pushing and trying and proving, but like from just allowing, you know, and like trusting and surrendering. It's like such a more feminine way of manifestation. Um, and so that's really what the program has become is not only a container to like know who the hell you are, like in every single aspect, because some of your personality types get along really well. I always say they're like all on a bus together. <laughs> and sometimes two pinks of the view are like, they're just like, they're one. They're like totally, you know, besties. And then there's other pieces of you that are like throwing tomatoes at each other or just punching each other, or there's just tension and everyone's different, you know? So if you understand where the tension lives, right? And where the harmony lives, you can kind of work with it um, and just know it's like a piece and a part of you. So the program really is this like really big container to alchemize where you are now and where you want to be and then get to that point where you're in your, you're in, you're in the middle point of your nodes, really. <laughs> you're in that like, 
that fulfillment harmony state as much as possible because you have this awareness of everything around you, you know? That sounds amazing. It sounds like it's a, a pretty deep dive to gather a lot of information and then you get the information about who you are and how to stay there in, in the balance, in the good alchemy, yeah, so to speak. Awesome. That's yeah. exciting. How long is the course? It's four months long. Um, so it's it's meant for people that are at a crossroads or, you know, I, a lot of clients are going through divorce. They're trying to change jobs. They're just, they're in a dark place. They're just wanting to like get over their stuckness. Um, and so it's it's meant for people that are like, like you said earlier, like willing to do the work because you have to. You can't can't expect a mentor or anyone to do it for you. Um, but also like really looking for support because um, I'm really able to see things because I use my intuition during the course too. So we work through like so, so, so much. <laughs> so rewarding. It's like the best thing I've ever did. Really? It sounds really fascinating. Yeah. Do you meet with folks like weekly, bi-weekly? Yep, yep it's weekly. Um, Sometimes there's off weeks to do integration because people are busy. Um, but it's it's mostly weekly for four months. And then we are together on Boxer. Um, so we stay like if there's a day where somebody's going through something crunchy and they're like, can you give me some insight on what the hell is going on today? <laughs> um, so we're, we're connected through Boxer and we can voice message and text message the whole four months too. Um, and that's available yeah, so it's it's definitely a deep dive, and it's um, for people that really are looking for support and a, and a bigger picture. You know, I'm a, I was trained as a counseling astrologer too, so I have like a counseling. It just happens naturally for me. I was like a therapist in mm-hmm. a past life, um, <laughs> or maybe multiple past lives. But it's definitely um, it's one where we get like a very big picture of what you're doing here and how to work with your many pieces and parts. And I love to like really talk about your wounding. Like, where do you feel not enough? Like that that's the place where like real alchemy happens, you know, in the shadowy caves. <laughs> right. Well, that sounds so fascinating. I am very fascinated by that. Yeah. I'm so glad that you're doing that course and that... It just makes me happy that people are showing up for themselves and showing up to do work for themselves. It is so important. It is. It is so important. It's the best gift you can give yourself and then your other, the others around you. Yeah. It's worth, it's hard, but it's worth it. And a lot of things that I think about when I talk with people, when I was in the profession, in the traditional sense, and when I talk with friends and family, like it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. That's so beautiful. <laughs> so important. And um, those are not my words wholeheartedly. They're part of the nine things from one of my favorite authors, Laura McCohen. But it is true. So thank you for sharing some tips and truths with us. I would love to know what. Where are we in the astrological world today? Like, for context, today is Saturday, February 18th, 2023. 
Yes. So, oh, there's so much to say here. Um, but I will, I'll try to do my best to condense it. So The condensed version. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go big, right? I'm going to go really big picture because I think that that really helps me. Like, where are we at in the really big picture sense? So we are either in or moving towards the age of Aquarius. And the ages are over 2,000 years long. And so we are in the middle of ending the age of Pisces and moving into the age of Aquarius. And so we are definitely in this transitional phase. I mean, everyone feels it. (laughs) There's like so many systems and structures that need to go away and need to crumble. And we're all craving this like new energy and new way of being on the earth. And it's coming, it's coming. And what you were saying earlier about people taking responsibility for themselves and even though it's hard, like doing the work, like if we all sat in our houses and meditated, we could literally change this planet. Like we don't have to do, we could just be with ourselves, you know? And like, it's just so important what you said. Um, But we are moving and every, you know, certain astrologers will tell you, okay, we're already in the age of Aquarius. There isn't really necessarily a date that I'm aware of. Maybe there is. Um, But in March, we have Saturn moving into Pisces. And this is, um, he moved into Aquarius in 2020. And that's when we were all kind of, you know, well, 2020, there was a lot of astrology that went on there. I have videos about it if you ever want to go back. Um, (laughs) And when Saturn moved into Aquarius in 2020, we were all restricted around seeing our friends, seeing our community, travel. You know, Saturn brings restriction at first. And then he brings the energy of, hey, take responsibility, start making new structures. What are you doing? You know, he's very much like the high school principal or um, the one that tells you to get to work and take responsibility. So at first, when he changes signs, he's going to show you where things don't work and he's going to restrict us. So in Pisces, it's kind of interesting because Pisces is the least restrictive sign. You can imagine Pisces is like the great deep ocean of everything and everyone and every experience and every past life. (laughs) So um, when Saturn moves into Pisces, we can expect restriction probably around religion and spirituality, which will be interesting. Um, We can expect to be shown the shadow of where we've been delusional. So the news, I'm guessing, the media is going to have a lot to do with this. Um, Where we've been by them, you know, like that's they do that's why they're there um and and all kinds of other he's gonna bring up restriction and it's gonna be quite a when an outer planet moves signs and and saturn is a social sign so he he kind of brings the the collective energy we will feel it so that is technically march 7 is when saturn moves into pisces um so that will bring bring a different flavor. March brings a different flavor. And 2023 is one foot in the new and one foot in the old. So we are going to be tasting, <clears throat> tasting the new and then we still have work to do in the old. And so there's still stuff that's under the rug that has to come up. Um, but we're going to start to get a taste of, of like the new cycle, let's say. Um, The other thing that's going on in March is Pluto changes signs into Aquarius. Um, And I actually just did a video about Pluto being where he is right now at the last degree of Capricorn. And he's been there since 2008 when we had the recession. Um, And he moves into Aquarius on the 23rd of March. So Pluto kind of holds the generational energy. Like if you've ever heard people argue like, when do millennials start? When does Gen X start? And I believe is that Pluto 
carries that energy. So when Pluto changed from Libra to Scorpio, that's when millennial energy started. And you can tell a big difference in the energy from the generation. So Gen Xers are Pluto and Libra, and millennials are Pluto and Scorpio. So Pluto spends 15 to 20 years in a sign, and he's been in Capricorn since 2008. And when Pluto comes, similar to Saturn, he's gonna show us the shadow. He has to. He is totally the, the planet of transformation and rebirth. And you can't have something birthed if you don't let something die, right? Like it just doesn't work like that in, in civilization. So Pluto coming to Aquarius is gonna be interesting. Just like when he moved into Capricorn, that's when we were like, hey, your systems and structures suck. They don't work. The patriarchy isn't working. Authority figures are controlling you. Like all this stuff came up, you know? And where we've lost our inner authority. That was like what we've been working through since 2008. So this year, we're at the very last degree of that. Then we pop into the new, then we go back into the, we go back into Capricorn. And so there's still systems and structures and dirt under the rug that has to come up around authority, um, around corporations, around politics, like any place that we've listened to an outside authority. So it's an intense year, I will say. And I'm not here to scare anybody. I hate that kind of astrology. I'm here to empower us to be like, there's still work to be done here. And Pluto and Aquarius will show us where we're not, where we're not, where humanity is not being served. So Aquarian energy is the whole, it's all of humanity, it's the collective. It's very innovative, it's very um, geared toward technology, <clears throat> like intelligent, um, not intelligent, uh, innovative technology. So what's gonna happen is we're gonna see a lot of woo-woo technology. <laughs> And good stuff for her, you know, healing technology. Um, maybe we'll start to figure out how to use free energy again, like we used to way back in the day. Maybe like we'll learn how to use frequency more to, to heal ourselves, you know, like where does science and spirituality mix, essentially. But when Pluto changes science into Aquarius, he's gonna show us where we're not taking care of each other. Like, and he has similar flavors because Saturn moved into Aquarius, same sign in 2020. And we were very much shown like, hey, this is not working. <laughs> um, so what are we to do? But we still have to like let systems and structures crumble that don't work, right? Like our government is never gonna work. It's not solid. There's so many systems and structures that are not taking care of the people. So this year we're kind of learning. And I just wanna say too, like when it comes to healing internally this year, there's gonna be a lot we're gonna go through. Because <clears throat> we're kind of, when Pluto is at the last degree of a sign, any anytime a planet is at the last degree, 29 degrees, it's, it carries this energy of like, hurry up, get it done. It's the last time. You're, it's almost gonna, we're gonna change. So sweep it up. You know, it's kind of like this frantic energy, right? And so Pluto being the outer planet that he is, and he's slower, way slower moving, he pops back into that, that degree later on in the year. And so specifically right now in February, and since like the, le the later part of last year, he's been in this energy of like, come on, you guys, you got stuff to do. There's still dust under this rug, you know? So internally, that means that your shadowy stuff is gonna come to the surface to be swept up and taken care of. And the cool part about this, I think, is we are gonna see a wave of people waking up to their inner authority this year. Like there, there's, then it's gonna be faster. It's gonna be people like, what am I doing? I've been giving away my authority. Like I need to take responsibility for myself and I'm the creator of my life. Sounds really exciting to a person like me who is 
on a mission, but also like want to empower other people. Yes. To do the same thing. So it sounds like it's a good spot to do that. <laughs> and I think the people that have, have walked in this path and have been awakening and, you know, healing are going to be the people that are like, come on, I'll show you, I'll help you, I'll, let's do it. Like, it's, it's going to be faster. Like, I'm, I'm intuitively seeing, like, more of a tidal wave where it was, like, slower waves in before with the people. It's like tidal waves are, of people are going to be like, whoa. And that could also mean, you know, big things coming up from the surface, like, who knows what um, around, you know, like, secrets, secrety stuff that's been mm. on the surface that's been controlling us that we weren't even aware of, you know? So... Oh, wow. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I'm ready. It sounds very interesting. Thank you for that update. Yeah. Um, that's fascinating. That'll definitely give myself and the listeners something to think about. I'm yeah. intrigued. I'm going to embrace the information that you just gave me with curiosity and interest. And I'm going to figure out what fascinates me this year. I mean, a lot of things fascinate me, but that is that is going to be my approach to the information that you just shared. So tell the listeners how to find you. If they're interested in taking your course, Yeah, tell folks how to find you. So you can find me at farmhousemoon.com um, and you can read about the course and how to work with me and you know send me a message, send me an email there's a form there on my website if you're interested and we would set up a free 30 minute phone call just to talk about where you are now where you want to go if we're a match because I don't accept everyone into my program only because I want to make sure I can help you <laughs> really want to know that we're a good match for each other and vice versa so that call is like to get to know each other and figure out what your goals are um, and then I'm also on Instagram I'm farmhouse moon and I post a lot of astro updates there and um, just pop in to tell you like, hey, this is what's going on in the sky right now. And don't freak out. It's okay. <laughs> I like I like the stuff that you share. I also like your bathroom that you just renovated. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love that wallpaper. Oh my gosh. It's like fairies live with me. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Y'all need to go check out Stevie from House Moon and Instagram see what it's all about. Well, thank you for meeting with me today, Stevie, and for being on this episode. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living My Breastless Life. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave a review, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Go get your mammograms. <laughs>